Welcome everybody, it's uh, Saturday night, May 9th, 2020 It's another edition of the podcast uh, We're rolling with uh, old Dids And we'll probably be talking about Mike Tyson taking a bare knuckle fight for $20 million No date though, so that said, let's uh, roll into the show Yo, yo. Dilly, dilly. We're doing it live. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, not too much, man. Did you have fun working in the yard today? Uh, it's an ongoing project. We're going to get some of the sides done and then kind of go from there. Oh, you're doing the bark and all that, huh? Yeah, you got to replace that stuff every so many years and time to do that over here so time that's to, what we're up that's what we're gotta kill all that uh remember i told you i had bark over there at one point and then the grass grew through the plastic so now i got bark underneath grass so i just gotta i we threw some uh that lawn killer stuff on it try to kill it so when you pull it it's a little bit it's easier because you don't want the roots to be healthy when you're trying to yank that shit up fuck that noise fuck the noise what's going on in your world parts what do you, you i saw the text you're pouring yourself something what do you got a glass of wine <clears throat> allegedly allegedly i watched no I, I watched the um the ufc with the. Uh, no audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Um, there was a couple of inter- I just watched the prelims. There was a couple of interesting fights. Uh, I don't know if, how well you know the fighters or not, but you know Cowboy Cerrone, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anthony Pettis? Uh-huh. They fought, they fought each I other. I heard uh, Pettis went to decision. Went to the decision, yeah. Now, they uh, fucking... It was, I wouldn't say it was a boring fight. There was definitely some fucking high moments. In it. Dude, Cerrone caught him with a couple and fucking, so did Pettis. Pettis caught Cerrone with some shit. It was pretty, um, is, pretty, pretty back and is forth. The, is, the, is the fight still going on? The pay-per-view probably is. What time is it? It's, uh, I bet you they're, I bet you the Ferguson fight's going off right now. Because I'm sitting on my front porch and I'm looking across the street and my neighbor on the other side of the street, I can see his TV and he obviously got the fight because I'm watching it right now. Go walk over there and ask him, say, hey, is this the, this is the main event? Because it definitely is. Because all of them end at 10. Well, he, he's one of the neighbors that uh, you don't really ask. He, 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 he doesn't talk much. Oh, he doesn't like you. Well, probably. I don't know. I like myself, but you know, I, I don't think going over knocking on your buddy's door, your neighbor's door at nine thirty at at night during a coronavirus lockdown is a good idea. Even though his front door is wide open. Yeah. Can I just stand at but, the uh, Can I just stand at the front door and just see who wins? <laughs> dude, I got a front row seat. I, I feel like I'm in the I feel like I'm in the uh, second level watching a Sonics game back in the day. I can see it. 
I should go grab my binoculars. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I want to know who wins this motherfucker. Like, I think Ferguson's gonna beat Gaethje, but um, Gaethje can throw down if it's if it's lasted this long. They're at least in the second or third round, and uh, hey, it's, it's nine. Yeah. It's nine fifty. They usually start that thing off about nine forty-five. About when we started the show. And uh, so this is the last time. Oh, totally. Yeah, Ferguson needs to win. Because Ferguson needs to fight Khabib. Ferguson needs to fight uh, McGregor. I think both those fights need to happen at some point. Not Maybe not the next fight or even the one after that, but they, did, they, they need to happen. So here's my question to you because I know you are pretty good into the uh, uh, competition as far as UFC and all that stuff. Khabib, it seems to be the baddest mofo right now. Oh, Khabib's the best, by far. And then behind, behind that, I mean, is there anybody? So you got him, you got the Diaz, and I, then you probably got McGregor after that. I would say, honestly, I love the Diaz brothers. I love both of them. Um, however, I think that Nate probably falls... One, you were talking number one, King Dingling is Khabib. Number two, I would say Ferguson. That might be debatable with McGregor. Uh, then McGregor is my number three. And then, uh, you know, Nate or some upcoming person. Nate's kind of the gatekeeper of the elite. Uh, Are you over there? I hear something going on. No, I ran back inside because I remembered I had binoculars in the house. So I'm grabbing those real quick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I thought this. Oh, was they're old school too. I thought this was like some live reporting shit. We're going live. Well, we are going live, but it's 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 over at my neighbor's house. I gotta. Oh yeah, I can see now. You got the binoculars going. Oh, Stocking on them. Oh fuck yeah. Okay, so oh, this- these are old. You focus them at the eye level uh, or at the eye socket area. All right, all right. All right, I'm seeing some action. I don't see anybody in the arena. How, how did uh, the Joe Rogan, how, how did his uh, announcement of the fights go? It was fine. I mean, both of the fight. I, I caught the last two on the prelims. So I caught uh, Cerrone and Pettis, and then I caught um, uh, Verdum versus some Russian guy. And uh, Verdum hasn't fought in like two years. I don't know if you know Fabricio Verdum. He's a heavyweight, uh, known for his jujitsu. But uh, he was uh-huh. a, he was a heavyweight champion, I think, at one point, and uh, not for long. But uh, he was fighting, and he hadn't fought for two years, and he looked slow. Uh, the Russian guy won, and um, yeah, I mean, I thought the. Cerrone Pettis fight was calculated, but I didn't think that mm-hmm. it, I didn't think that it was. I don't know. It wasn't the best fight in the world. It was okay. It was a competitive fight. Well, I'll say that. And there yeah, were yeah. And there was some definitely definitely some highlighting highlighted moments. <laughs> Did Rogan talk about how weird it is talking during the? Uh... During the fight, because they don't get to sit next to each other at all, from what I heard. Not too much, like on a personal level. I think he was really just calling the fights. He just kept it 
Yes. I did not see any post-fight interviews, like Rogan talking to the fighters. You know how that usually happens? They go, I'm here with Donald Cerrone. So they never were able to pop in the ring and interview anybody? I did not see any of that on the prelims. Now, that may have changed on the pay-per-view. I don't know. Bruce Buffer was in there. You know, I was paying attention to who was wearing masks, who wasn't. Like, a lot of the trainers, they'd come in, they'd take their little selfie with, you know, like, let's say you're, you won your MMA fight. Your whole team comes up. Most of the time, they'll take a selfie right in the ring right after that. There are people wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, Herb Dean, no mask. Bruce Buffer, no mask. Uh, I can't remember who the other referee was. No mask. But, uh, th- th- you know, it was, it was weird seeing people come up, you know, from the um, you know, the coaching aspect, wearing a mask, there was nobody. They did get an arena because you can see it; it's clearly an arena, and uh, there's no one there. And it was kind of like the Ultimate Fighter watching an Ultimate Fighter fight. Oh, I did catch a couple of the chicks, and I thought that was a pretty good fight. There was some fucking man near knockout blows, but um, you know they only weigh like 120 pounds, so I mean. They they were brutal hits. All fights had some pretty good, like, you know, there was a, a connection or two that, like, oh, fuck. There was a head kick that Cerrone got on um, Pettis that, like, they're like, I don't know how Pettis ate that up. All with his neck muscles, apparently, but it was like shin to the face, pretty much. That doesn't sound comfortable. No, not good. I thought Cerrone won the fight, too, and they gave it to Pettis anyway, but I don't know. I could have saw it go either way. It was pretty close. I think there was just a low kick. The guy had to... The ref made the guy walk off for a little bit, and he came back. Oh, kick to the balls? Kick to the nards. Wolfman has nards, dude. Cerrone got fucking eye-poked. Pettis was, you know, shooting like a jab or something like that. Caught him with like a thumb in the eye, and then fucking punched him in the same eye, and his eye swelled up. So that kind of was that was in the third round, the last round, and uh, that might have affected him a little bit. But um, third round was also I th- I think it was the third round is when he caught him with that fucking head kick too. But that was before the eye poke for sure. Well, this is that dude. I you know we did have some great UFC fight nights at the house that was fun plenty plenty that was fun that's like one of my favorite things to do is to get like you know 10 15 20 people over to the house and uh any anywhere and you know throw down so we kicked them in the nard again Uh, again or it was a retaliation nard kick i can't tell i'm in the nosebleed section my binoculars (laughs) well your tickets suck the funny thing is the funny thing is, I can like look through his look through my neighbor's window, and all I do is see his TV. His TV is like right on the wall from my angle, so I got a good I got a good vision of the TV. But one of the posts for his uh, his front porch is cutting the screen right in half. That's why I don't have a full. Just wait. Just just wait level. for that obvious end where they're you know gathering around the middle and someone's hand's going to get raised because that's going to happen pretty soon. I would imagine within the next, if not in the next 
few minutes, I would say within 10, 15. I mean, if they start. do you know what round they're in? Can you tell? Well, I know now, but one guy has got one arm raised above his head. So, like, so I don't know. Maybe this is last round. I think this is this is the last round. I think. Are they fighting or are they? Oh yeah, they're um, yep, they're back fighting again. Okay. So interesting. So this might be the last round. Normally they raise their hands right when the last round goes, don't they? I try think, to be like, yeah. I think every round that you're in, you want to let you know the crowd know, the judges know that you felt like you won it. So I'd raise my hands at the end of every round, like I'm fucking, I'm in this shit, bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm raise your fucking hand. Yeah. Do you think the judges really care about that, or do you think they look as soon as the, the round's over, they look down and they're just marking stuff off? I think it's you know, a, hey, think, he, did this, he did that. I think it's a two to five percent influence. Because if they know that you, maybe you took a fucking kick to the face like Pettis did, and at the end of the round you got your hands up like you won the round, you know, like that may be a sign that it wasn't that heavy of a kick. You know what I mean? Because maybe they didn't see see it clearly. It's hard to tell if you're yeah, fixed but, in one spot. Yeah, but it would, it would it would it would still be counted as a kick, and then they would have to to the judges would have to determine if it was a like a power kick or or you know a grazing kick, wouldn't they? Listen, if uh, you kick me in the fucking head as hard as you can and I and it connected, I wouldn't be raising my ha- hands at the end of the round. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think of that. Like, if I kicked you in your fucking head, like, enough to, like, pro- you know, could have knocked you out, but you, you didn't get knocked out. You're just on Shit's Creek for a minute, you know, a little uh, wobbly of the knees. You know, I mean... If you got your hands up and you're acting like it didn't phase you, maybe was in the end, maybe wasn't that substantial of a kick. I don't know. I don't know. I would look at it as like it's because I mean with UFC and boxing, it, it both of those sports after the round's done. I mean, it's kind of the the fighter's responsibility to go back to the corner, make sure he goes to the right corner, and make sure he looks. <laughs> Pontus, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm assuming that there's it's something a, like, it, oh, no, he didn't. It's a fight, man. Like, you want to show your alphaness the entire time and never show that you, it was a tough round. It was a tough round. I, I'm glad for this break. You know what I mean? Never. Never. Oh, yeah. Because that, no, that, that shows you're losing. Well, I do. I I don't know what round they're in, but the way I'm looking at it right now, they are going. Maybe it's uh, too close to to call one way or another because it looks like they're both going for not haymakers, but they're definitely looking to put the other person out. So it's big swings right now. Uh, yeah, but there's also a lot of fatigue with the. You can see there's fatigue with the. Uh, the athletes, I mean, because they're backing up a little bit more, kind of running around towards the uh, cage area. But there's a lot of ducking. It. More ducking and weaving right now. They still got a lot of leg strength as far as bouncing around, you know, trying to move, plan a shot, move. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely trying to do something. This may be an unauthorized um, reproduction of the UFC. We might get sued for your... Your, your yeah, but the good thing is I don't even know who's hitting who right now because, like, I can see just the shorts. 
but I don't know the. You're stocking your you're, stock, you're stocking your neighbors with binoculars, watching a pay per view and rebroadcasting it on our podcast. That seems like uh, we. Yeah, but we only got we we only got five listeners, so we're okay. We're all right. No one's gonna give a fuck about oh. us ever. That's the end of the fight. Everybody's in the ring. Oh shit! I think it. Okay, there's. I think it went the distance. Okay, there's two guys. One guy's kind okay, of. The guy, one guy's kind of brown, and one guy's definitely white. Well, which one's wearing the blue shorts? I don't, he's the one that I don't know. Like the, uh, one. Is he more white than the other guy? Because one guy's super white, and he's got a tattoo on his neck. Well, has he got a tattoo on his right arm? That could be either one. I'm not sure if Ferguson. Well, he looks he looks white. He looks white. Looks like the white guy won. Really? I think. Is that, that the guy you think that needed to win? No, Ferguson is the guy that needs to win. He's the guy that has the belt now. Uh, and I think it's an interesting. Wait, they're both white. One guy's whiter than the other. Tony Ferguson's he's a slightly brown. He's a light brown. El Kakui. What? His nickname's El Kakui. Oh, the I God, I couldn't. T- yeah, I think the I think the whiter guy won. Yeah, he jumped over the fence. He's got a neck tattoo. Oh, he was doing a stage dive and no crowd. Really? Fight's over. Gage, Everybody's in the ring. Gaethje won, huh? Well, I don't. I don't. Can you get online? We'll have to confirm that. We might might risk losing the podcast here, but I'll, I'll um, hold on a second. Let's see if I can't do a little of this. So we just learned a lesson. We can't go to the internet uh, and do a podcast at the same time because GarageBand fucking sucks. Or at least my iPad doesn't support switching through like that. But I was going to check the internet. I, Sprint sucks because you can't get on the fucking internet and use the goddamn uh, phone at the same time, but now they're T-Mobile and they haven't fixed that shit yet. So, Te- well, let me let me do it on my end. Technic- I'll try it on my end. Technical frustrations all over the room. <laughs> I mean, some bit, some bit. I mean, I I I should have my laptop out here. I, I had a problem with my laptop, but I just fixed that shit earlier today. So, it was a weird thing, man. Like I had Wi-Fi, you know, like. You pull up the Wi-Fi, you can see what networks are available, like on your phone or whatever. And I couldn't find my home network, but I could find it on my phone, could find it on the iPad, I could find it on every other device, the smart TV, everything that's hooked up in the house. Couldn't find it on my fucking laptop. And uh, I just went with it and I said, fuck it. You know, I got a pretty sweet uh, mobile hotspot plan. Like, mm-hmm. like I get like 70 gigs, which is like a stupid amount of data that I can use my phone as a modem. And it's pretty fast. Yeah. I, think, I think it's, I mean, LTE is pretty fucking quick and doesn't stop me from doing my normal things I do online. And so I've been doing that for like a month or two and I just wanted to see how much data I used anyway. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, anyways, I fixed the Wi-Fi thing today. It's bullshit, man. Windows sucks. You got to like uninstall the fucking wireless card driver and then reinstall it. I don't know. It was bullshit. 
Figured it out, though. Dude, I'm looking online, and it shows that uh, Rogan got in the ring after some some uh, fights to talk. He looks like he got in to talk to uh, uh, Henry. So he must have during the paper. Oh, oh, so Dominic Cruz lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Henry defeated Dominic Cruz. Wow. Dominic Cruz is getting old, but he was fighting for that championship. What was that, what was that 135? What's that? What's his name? The fucking... Oh, wait. Yeah, Cruz versus who Who was it? Henry... I can't pronounce his last name. Henry Cujo. Cujo? <laughs> I don't know. Cujo. I don't know his last name. It's it's something like that. It's like Henry Cujo. But he was the champion. Dominic Cruz was the challenger. He's a noted uh, UFC commentator, past WEC champion. Hates Uriah Faber. Those guys, those guys went at it a few times in the WEC, and I think even once in the UFC for a belt. And I think Cruz got the best of them because Faber, uh, my boy Faber, dude, Uriah Faber is my homie. Like that was the guy that got me into UFC to start. Him and BJ Penn were my guys. Um, they were both smaller dudes. They were both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faber was the wrestler. Uh, you know, BJ was the boxer with jujitsu. He's a world champion jujitsu guy. I was just getting into jujitsu at the time. And, um, Faber, I think was a purple belt and, uh, he would do these crazy motherfucking things in the ring. Like, uh, he'd, he'd be like pinned up against the fence. Like guy shoots a single leg on him, has one leg. You know, your opponent's got your leg wrapped. One of them in the air. Like he's going to try and take you down. But you're up against the cage. Faber's crazy ass uses his one single leg on the ground while he's pinned up against the cage to jump into the air, take that free knee, and knee the fucking shit out of the guy that had his single leg so hard that he let it go. Faber, like, breaks contact, starts fucking punching the shit out of him, takes him down and chokes him out. It was unfucking believable that was the very, grab the guy's foot. Huh? Yeah, it was the. Did he do what? Don't grab the guy's foot. He'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, no. It was it was unbelievable. It was the very first MMA fight I ever saw. It was I, I don't remember who it was against, but I'd never seen anything like it in my life. I'm like, that is some creative shit. And then he fucking choked him out with a guillotine choke, and it was like like from the top too, which is pretty hard to do. And uh, I don't know. He was good. And uh, Faber's been around for a long time too, huh? Oh, Faber, shit. He was fighting. He's probably in his prime in like 2009, 10, 11. Probably like 2000. Mm-hmm. Probably 2009, 10 was his prime. That was like the WEC days. He was the king of WEC. That's how he became the California kid. Yeah, Joe Rogan's in the uh, octagon giving interviews with a guy with a tattoo on his neck. Pretty sure that's Gagey. I can't. I can't. I can't tell. Can't tell from your from the tickets we bought. Well, you know the audio's bad up here too. I don't get any of the announcements over the loudspeaker. No, I mean I got that post. I got the guys. I got the guys front front uh, porch post right in the middle of the screen. 
Sound bitch, sound bitch. So look online and put put like UFC results tonight. I forget which one it is. It's like what are we, oh. 247 or some shit like that? It's 249. 249. So the women, one of the women's weights got canceled today? Oh, that, no. Didn't know that. April. No, that wasn't. No, that was <clears throat> misquote. My bad. Uh, live eight updates five minutes ago. Here we go. CBS Sports. Uh, Ferguson. Live updates fight card prelims. Well, that doesn't help me out. Um, uh, MMA Junkie, Bloody Elbow, those two websites usually are on point with like live updates. Justin. Gaethje, he got it, huh? Uh, do you want to... Uh, let me play this, see if it comes through. Uh, it's a little Joe Rogan uh, clip here. Try, try it, try it. I'll let you know. Hold on. Man, Gaethje, I think is um, I think he's a Faber guy. I'm almost positive that he is. He trains with the Team Alpha Mel. And, uh huh. And because uh, I remember Gaethje fought T.J. Dillashaw, and yes, uh, and he fucked Dillashaw up, and everybody loved it. And it was like super revenge because Dillashaw said "fuck you guys" to Alpha Male, which was Faber's like that's his that's his camp man he started that shit and he went off somewhere else and um, when Gagey came up it was like one of Faber's like little new protégés protégés and uh, fucking boom like knocked him out he has like fucking he can hit hard and wrestle too I mean Wow. It's not giving me the thing, but it does say there's a UFC thing on Twitter. It says, it says, there's no other challenge I want right now. I want to fight him. Champion Justin is ready to oh. unify. He wants to fight Khabib. Mm-hmm. That's the next one. That sucks. That it, that, that dude, it says UFC, UFC says he was the ultimate highlight tonight with a championship level performance yeah. in the biggest fight of his career. Hands down. Now he's going to have to fight Khabib. Khabib's going to fucking steamroll him. I mean, unless he knocks him out, which I doubt it because Khabib's too smart. He just mauls the. He's like, oh, he recognizes if you're a good striker or not. But he's such a good grappler, he'll figure out a way to take you down, like, quickly and then beat the shit out of you. There's another. There's another thing UFC posted, quite possibly the best, all capitalized, all capitalized, best version of Justin we've ever seen. That's impressive. Insane two-punch combo lands clean. Uh, beat him up with every shot landed. Ferguson is a bloody and yet is bloody and yet still coming. Stiff jabs drops Ferguson to his knees. His legs are not responding anymore. Round fight. So it went. It, dude, it it went uh, all round five. It looked like. I think we. I, mean, I think. Well, with that said, then Gaethje's the interim champion. Uh, Khabib won't be the reason. Um, I think they gave Ferguson the interim championship because uh, Ferguson couldn't get 
out of Russia, or sorry, uh, Khabib couldn't get out of Russia because of coronavirus. I'm almost positive of that. So they needed. Yeah, this says lightweight title. Wow. So it's an interim title, but it's not the real title. So I mean, it's just like here's the here's the here's the piece of cake that your your golden ticket to fight for the real championship. Yeah, enjoy this before somebody comes back for it. Yeah, so I think that, um, man, I'd have to say that uh, if you had Ferguson fight um, McGregor, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one because McGregor just beat the shit out of Cerrone. Cerrone lost tonight, and um, Ferguson, I don't know. I mean... I, even Anthony Pettis too might be an option because he just beat Cerrone tonight. So Cerrone versus McGregor, because I don't think that's happened yet, and that'd be an interesting one. That was a, that was a unanimous decision. The Pettis fight wasn't. It was thirty twenty seven. Unanimous. Uh, no, Pettis defeats Donald Cerrone via unanimous decision. Twenty nine twenty eight. Twenty nine twenty eight. Twenty nine twenty eight. Okay. 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 That makes but sense. But he's the only other guy that really got to, you know. I mean, for, I mean. For, wow. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so Cruz got knocked out by a via, via second-round TKO punches. Uh-huh. Uh, Francis defeated Barr first-round TKO punches. Calvin, Qatar against Jeremy Steffens via second-round knockout elbow. And then the four fights before that went all the way there. You know, uh, they were all decisions. Wait a minute. Go back, go back, go back, go back. A guy named Journey? Mm-hmm. Was that his name? Journey? Got beat or won? Journey? What You said a name. I thought I heard the name Journey. So here, I'll just tell you. So you had Ferguson uh-huh. and Justin. Yeah. And you had... Uh, Henry and Dominique Cruz. Yep. Fran- Francis and War. Okay. Uh, Calvin Qatar and Journey Stevens. Journey. And then you had Greg. Uh, Jeremy. Journey Stevens. J- Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, he lost. Oh, I thought you said Journey. There's a guy. The only reason oh, I was oh. I was stopping you because like there's a dude that I know that I'm pretty sure has fought in the UFC that um, I've competed against, named Journey. He's from Oregon. Anyway, it's not the same person, so continue. Well, well, this journey, his journey's over. He's lost. Jeremy? <laughs> his journey's over for the night. Jeremy's journey is over. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I'm glad I had some binoculars. Maybe next time there's a fight, I'll go over to his house and I cut got, off that post so I can watch a full show. I got to say, Digger, Digger, that was some very good um, on-the-spot reporting, on-the-spot journalism. You know, I, I try, I try. I was going to wing it and just give you some fake news, but I realized I didn't remember any of the guys' names, so I kind of do that. I thought about that as a, I, I thought about that as a name for the podcast, just call it Fake News Media, and that, <laughs> that's our podcast name. <laughs> Or you could call it not fake news. Not fake news. Not fake news. It's just what's on our mind could be our tagline. It's not fake news. It's just what's on our mind. Just what's on our mind podcast. 
clearly we're tw- mm-hmm. we're 12 13 deep in we still haven't figured out a name I think one will uh, one one will stick. One one will arise. I say once we hit episode twenty, if we haven't named this fucking thing by then, for like sure named it, then we need to figure it out. By the way, I I, I ordered some I ordered some shit for the podcast on Amazon today. What'd you order? Some microphone boom stands that are attached to a table and they're adjustable like a radio style you know like you can just kind of oh yeah so next time i'm down there well once i get them next time i'm down there we'll clip them to a table we can do this shit fucking without you being on the phone that'd be cool i kind of like it i kind of i kind of like it that you're on the phone though because when you listen to it you know after we do these like it it gives you a you know, it gives you a unique, like, you're the fucking call-in fucking dude, but uh, you're, you're, you're the... Let's sub- just be honest. Let's just be honest. It's a, it's a phone call that sounds like you're calling your cousin Vinny in, in lockup, and I, I'm the guy you're talking to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my, my cousin Diggler is, uh, and he's on house arrest right now. He can't leave, and... Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's been giving me this COVID excuse, but I know it's because he's got an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I tried to cut it off. They put the really good straps on this time. They know me. It started be- it started beeping like crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Was, I had to call my PO. No, they just send the cops down my block every couple hours, and they just kind of go, whoop. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's up, Bob? You just walk out I'm there and wave. wave. Walk out there and wave. <laughs> Yeah, you can't walk out too far, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no. But no, I feel like I have an ankle bracelet on the. Well, I, yeah, right. With this whole lockdown shit, everybody, I think everybody does. all of us do. You know, it's yeah. you know, it's funny. Remember that story about uh, New York? Let what was that? In my area, that was a motorcycle going down the road. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounded like something raced by. I don't know if that'll come through on the audio, but I definitely heard it. <laughs> um, definitely James doing a pack out. Seriously, that's definitely that's James. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, you remember that story where uh, Blasio is like, "Oh, we let out all these fucking uh, criminals, and all of a sudden they're." Reoffending and that what a surprise! That was kind of the story. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird, dude? So weird. I read a similar story here in Washington about King County. They let a bunch of people out of King County uh, jail, and they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. what? a bunch of people are reoffending already." Like, I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Fucking liberal. These whoever. Ultra liberal cities that we live in, like I mean, fuck. I got a new, uh, I got a new term for them. I don't consider them liberals anymore. I call there's, them liberal supremacists. Yeah, there's something different. There, I mean, I, I actually get along no. with progressives and liberals. I can actually have an intelligent conversation with most progressives, to be honest with you. And just what's happening today is so dumb how would you not why would you be surprised that 
you let a bunch of inmates out that they were going to reoffend. I mean, I understand like the 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 humanity part of it, like the compassionate part, like you know, we want to let these people they're they're trapped together and let's alleviate some of that, and let some of the lower offending well, people hold out. On. This is what they should have done in the get-go. As soon as the lockdown went into effect, they shouldn't have been able to have any more visitors for the time being. We should have been, the visitors bringing them in, or the or the correction officer, the, the correction officers that are are going around because they go home to their families, but they don't want to get it. So it's not like they're partying anywhere. So you just tell all your employees, hey, until this lockdown's done, you come to work, you go home. There's nothing to do because everything's closed down. Try not to. Try to limit yourself to the least amount of exposure you can possibly do, because everybody in here they ain't going anywhere. First, they of ain't all, going anywhere. So everything, everything comes in. It's from somebody that's coming from outside. Bullshit. Here's so the, is, well, everybody's there's someone new being let into a jail every single day, Danny. Every single day. Every 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 couple well, hours. No, that's true. But just corn. Just just have the new guys come into a part of the jail. It's just for new people, and they have to stay in there for two weeks. Two weeks. Until they don't show any and then they get it. Two weeks. They get into the. I mean, the thing is, hey, you break the law. You, so you broke the law. That's why you go to jail. And they're saying, well, you know, we don't, we don't want you to uh, get sick here, but we trust that if we let you go, you'll just go home and stay home like everybody else is doing and be obedient. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Hey, put it this way. Put it put it this way. You're in jail. You want to stay six to thirteen feet away from people at all times. That's just the rule, anyway. Like you don't want to be around fucking people. You get these crazy motherfuckers that come in there that are still high on meth and still drunk, still fucking whatever they're at. Like, and they want to talk to you and they want to like, you know, push your buttons and see see you know what kind of person you are. When you know what it's you know like you've been if okay, I was in jail actually almost a year ago and uh i was only in there for a couple days just a couple days serving my time for my dui and Mm -hmm. and uh i went on their last memorial day weekend okay so i'm in there and i'm like i'm trying to stay away from these motherfuckers i got people that i got people are trying to talk and talk and talk and get to know you get i'm like listen motherfucker i'm here for 48 hours and I'm out. I don't want to know you. I don't want to talk to you. Just shut the fuck up. And I don't need it. I'm going to try and sleep for 48 hours and not talk to nobody. You down? It would almost be like that they could just put you in solitary confinement. Dude, just put I, me in solitary for 48 hours. I, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want nobody even to know I'm here. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. I would have been totally fine with that. You know how you... Okay, so word to the wise... You uh, get arrested. Uh, one of the questions that they yep. ask you when they're booking you, they ask you if you're suicidal or not. Just say. What should you say? Yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. They'll strip. They'll strip you naked I, and put a fucking onesie on you, but you get your own cell. Oh. Just say yes. And then you could just say I had temporary insanity for 48 hours while I was in jail, but I'm fine. I no, because that's a real story. I mean, they were asking me, they're like, you know, do you feel suicidal? Like, because I was pretty upset when I got in there, because I I knew I'd like lost a job and 
bunch of shit. And uh, I probably didn't actually lose the job. I just assumed it at the time. And uh, I was working very respected company at the time, and I thought that uh, as soon as I got wind of this, I was fucked. Anyway, they probably would have kept me on, but uh, nonetheless, I was freaking out, and they're like, well, how do you feel right now? I said, like, it's the worst day of my life. And they're like, well, do you feel suicidal? And I just, like, kind of, you know, my antennas went up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're like, okay. And then they put me in my own cell. It was great. Well, so you said they stripped you down naked? Yeah. They were going to strip me down naked. They don't give you like it. They are going to strip me down naked they regardless. Because like they are going to put me in a jail they uniform. They don't give you a cabinet trip. No, no, no. Yeah. they're gonna put me in a jail uniform, or they're gonna put me in a fucking onesie. And I, I took the, I took the latter. I took the onesie, and I didn't know they were gonna put me in the cell by myself. But like, I thought that someone was gonna come talk to me. I thought that meant that I was gonna get time with a counselor or something like that. I'm like, well, that'll buy me a little bit of time, right? Sober up, yeah. sober up a little bit. And cop that I got me really fuck, fucked me. He, he really stuck it to me. He put me in King County. That's that's. That's the roughest one in Washington, that's for sure. It's kind of funny. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying, I mean, for me, it's kind of funny be, to think about because I went through the similar situation you did. But when they took me in, I didn't, I didn't have to serve any time in jail. Even after I did my uh, plea with the court and did all that stuff, they were like, yeah, you're probably going to have to serve 24 hours in jail. And no, well, I didn't have to do any of that. Well, your circumstance and mine were completely different. Um, mine, I refused to breathalyze her. I played my own lawyer on the court or on the street, and uh, it was against the DUI patrol, the DUI captain of the entire city of Seattle was the guy that happened to get me my my one time. And uh, oh, so the guy, the guy, that, the guy that hands them out like fucking. He's the card. He, he's the, he's the guy they call in. We're like, hey got a DUI uh, can we bring in the captain he's the guy that comes in and and, sa- and watches the officer that you're dealing with give you the test and then make you know confirm your observations he's really the, he's the guy that pulled me over so this is so that's different because I mean when I got my when I got pulled over I, I got pulled you got pulled over in King County I got pulled over in Paris you didn't get pulled over by the Pierce County fucking DUI squad captain either. Oh, probably not. The cop that pulled me over um, when I first got in trouble. Yeah. He, he he was cool with me because I did everything he asked me to do. And he goes, uh, well, I don't, he goes, you've been really compliant and stuff. I don't want to tow your car because that's going to add a bigger, big expense. You got anybody that can pick up your car? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, what you, can you call him to get here? And I was a little too intoxicated. I was like, the number's in my phone. I'm just, I'm too nervous to, you know, kind of function normal right now. So the guy actually called up. He actually called up my dad. He goes, oh, this is Sergeant so-and-so. I, I'm taking your son in for uh, booking and stuff. We don't want to tow his car. Can you come get it? And when they went and picked up my car, he was like, yeah, he's only going to be there for like 40 minutes to do the process. And then you can come pick him up if you want. Now, see, they so my did, dad came. 
they gave me an option. They're like, hey, you just, you know, do the fucking in-house, the, do the breathalyzer at the station. We'll, we'll let you go home. Well, What did you blow? I, I didn't. I refused it. Well, you have to blow down at the station, don't you? I refused it. Even at the station, they let you refuse it. You you always have the option to refuse. What are they going to do? Shove it in your mouth? Well, they told me they were either going to give me a give me a breathalyzer, or they were going to take my blood. I had the choice. I was asking them to take the blood, but he's like, "Are you so you're refusing the 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 blood the the test here?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "I'd rather you take my blood." I said, "My job's on the line." So when you got to the station, they didn't take a blood or a breathalyzer, huh? No, they ended up taking me. They got a warrant from a judge and took me to a hospital. I was greeted by some sort of other sergeant. I was put into shackles, which I immediately objected to. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And uh, so I I was spouting off. And uh, then they they brought... shackled me into the hospital sat me down I was then greeted by six five or six other Seattle Police Department officers to hold me down to to literally hold me down uh, while they took my blood I'm like and I and I walk over they're like we're gonna take your blood I'm like okay with the shackles on chink 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 and I look up and I'm like what the fuck is this why are there six cops here? We're, you know, we just want to make sure nothing happens. I'm like, this is unnecessary. And I was just in disgust the entire time. And I was even telling the nurse too. The nurse is like, you're not going to, it was a guy nurse. His name is Joe. And he's like, you're not going to, you're not going to do anything to me. I'm like, no man. Like, I'm not going to do anything to anybody, but I just think, look around Joe. There's fucking six cops here trying to hold a fucking completely like normal normal person down. Like, does this make any sense to you? I mean, I understand like they're scaring you too. They're scaring you to make you think that I'm going to do something, which is bullshit. Like there's this whole thing just because I, just because I was talking shit, like I was, I was being a douchebag. Like I was pretending I couldn't hear the fucking DUI officer now i didn't know any of this at the time my lawyer ended up telling me at the end he's like yeah that's like the dui squad captain and i was just i was talking in circles and being a lawyer on the street street, and it just didn't work out very well for me bro didn't at all so the thing is they took they took your blood they also they, they also profiled me too like i mean because i was being um argumentatively how do you say that argumentatively uh, confrontational because I just, I, I had a lot writing. So I was going to try to make up any excuse I could to not do blow, to not do anything, you know, to like keep pressing. I definitely wanted the blood test and um, yeah, I just kept pushing it. And um, so this is my question. Said, he, you got the hold, blood test. Did hold, you ever get the results? Oh, yeah, I got the results like six months later because the tox lab was like way behind. But I started getting profiled by the other officers because I've got cauliflower ear. Um, At the time I was in 
I was boxing. I was in pretty good shape. Like, and I was being very aggressive in my arguments. Not that I was threatening them physically. I mean, I was. I would never. No. I would never ever in my life threaten. No, but you're saying with the cauliflower ears, and you're all you know. Yes. You're in shape and stuff, so they knew that you were probably a a, a, a fighter at That's some why point. That's why they shot because. It's a hundred percent why they shackled me. I even heard the officer say that he's he's goes he's a he's a f- fighter of some sort. That's why he called in the six officers to hold me down. That's why he called in the sergeant. That's why they called in the shackles. It was all preventative measure. And so, like, as soon as I started hearing that shit, and I took and I got and I went through compliantly, got my blood. On the wait, he goes, well, I'm going to be taking to King County now. And I, I called him a pussy like four times on the way. I was like, you are such a pussy. <laughs> so you did it really. You did. You weren't performing at your highest level. No, I mean, I was pissed at the end. I was like, after all of that, after all of that, you, you called in six other officers, five to hold me down, your sergeant, fucking... You made a big scene out of it, shackled me because you thought, what? You profiled me because of my fucking cauliflower ears? Like you called me a fighter yeah, but you- fighter of some sort. And I was like, that's bullshit, bro. Like seriously. And now you're taking me to King County because you don't want to let me go. I'm like, you're a fucking pussy. Like that's the pussiest move I've ever heard in my life. I would write that guy a letter today. His name is Officer Mitchell, and he's old as fuck. He's probably like 70 years old. I would write a letter to him today and say that he's a pussy. As a matter of fact, I might send this podcast to him and call it Officer Mitchell. You are a pussy. I'm sorry. You're very respected within the SPD from what I hear, but you are the biggest pussy on the squad, and you're old and you need to retire. Pardon me and you went through similar things and sound like you might have just dealt with it a little differently than I did. True. Because, I mean, I tell you, when I got to the station, because the guy put me in handcuffs, and when he got to the station, I was sitting in the chair, and I go, hey, he was asking me questions, and I go, hey, I, I hate to interrupt you and bug you and stuff, but is there a possible way that you could reset the handcuffs because it's really digging into my wrist bone. And he goes, well, let me just ask a couple more questions and then we'll see if we can take care of that for you. And I go, okay, I was just asking, you know, so I figured he was blowing me off, but I just sat there and I answered the question. The next thing I know, he just takes the handcuffs completely off because I was going to reset them, but it seems like you're just, you're a mellow person. You're not going to cause me any problems. I go, I go, I got nowhere to go and you didn't do anything wrong. You're doing your job. You know, let's just, let's get through this as quick as we can and, you know, go, go from there. And so he did shit. He walked me out when I, when I, uh, got my ride, he actually walked me out of the parking lot. I was exchanging jokes with him on the way. And then I sobered up the next day and woke up, saw a little plastic baggie from the Pierce County Police Department next to him. I was like, that's a weird dream. I had a dream. I got arrested last night and that's weird. (laughs) I look and there's a little fucking baggie next to my bed. Told me when I had my court date and all that shit. Of course I didn't go. Oh, Daniel. 
See, no, I didn't go, and I didn't, do, I, I didn't do anything with it for seven years. I know. I got pulled over again. I got pulled over again by university uh, Furcrest cops. And the first thing the cop said when he pulled me over, he goes, "You know why I pulled you?" I go, oh, "Not, not at all, sir." And he goes, "Well, is there anything I should know about you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I probably got a warrant out for my arrest." And he goes, "Yeah, I saw that." And, you you know, know, I go, "Well, you, you." Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your story, finish your story. No, because I, I was just like, I, I, he's like, anything I should know about you? And I go, I probably got a warrant out for my arrest from a DUI I didn't take care of about seven years ago or so. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I saw that on your, I go, well, I assumed you would see my whole record looking at my, you know, my drive, my license plate. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, well, same thing. I was like, well, whatever I can do to, you know, help this go along quicker. And he goes, and after everything was said and done, he goes, I have every right to take you in. I could take you in, but you've been really cool and straightforward with me. I have to impound your car. It's law. I have to impound your car, but I'm willing to let you walk. Yeah. That's the new thing. And you remember how your first one, no one had to take your car. Well, somewhere mm-hmm. between, between then and your second time, uh, there's something called Haley's law. And Haley's law means uh, what happened was um, I think some other drunk driver ran into a fucking parked car that was from another drunk driver, something like that, and some girl died. And her name was Haley, and they named the, the they named the law after her. So ever since then, they're required now to literally tow your fucking car when you get a DUI, or if you're even suspected of DUI. This is the weird thing. I mean, I think if they're going to take you in at all, like they got to tow your car. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't even take me in. Then he was just like, "I got to tow your car. You can pick it up tomorrow at the. This is the yard it's going to be at. But uh, I'm willing to let you you walk today since you're honest. But you do have a warrant out for your arrest. And if I don't see you getting this taken care of within the week, I'm going to come back after you." God, do you remember when we were in the car that one time and the cop was like, we got to tow your car? Do you remember that? Uh, where were we at? Where were we at? Rustin. Oh, when they were, when you got pulled over. So I already had my DUI at that time. I already- yeah, but there was nothing, there, there was nothing wrong with the situation except you didn't have license. Tabs. On the front part of your car, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have my front plate on the front of my car. You had your back plate, but not the front plate, and so he towed it because of that. No, he towed it. He said, "I got to tow the car," or something like that. But you know what? We were out for lunch, and we had a couple beers. We could. I could have got fucked up over that. But you know what? He didn't say shit about anything. And uh, we were we were being cool the whole time. I'm glad you were there. And um, yeah, that was that was that was no bueno. It, it's just when you run into people, you know, when you run into people, especially people that are supposed to enforce the law and stuff. You know, I just look at it as like I don't have too many options. There's no reason for me to be a jerk. I might as well just be cool and kind of go with it and if he's going to be a jerk that's on him but i'm not going to be a jerk to him you know what i mean you know it's funny is you didn't have a license at the time 
and your neighbor did, who went and knocked on your neighbor's door and like, hey, hey, can we borrow you to go get my car out of Hawk? <laughs> Wasn't that Kellner? Whoever your neighbor was, the, the, the ex-military guy. Oh, that guy. I forgot about him. He moved. He's back, uh, he's back where the Southern Bells are now. That was pretty, he moved to one of those. That was pretty cool of him to do that. I forgot about that. Weird shit we had to go through. But you got all your shit taken care of, right? Yeah, for the most part. I'm on a payment plan for my fine. And uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's going to get taken care of pretty soon. And, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember what I was saying um uh, the last podcast with Alex, but uh, I'm getting paid pretty well right now. So, Not, yeah, that's what you're saying. But did you have to go through like rehab classes and shit like that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think we had the same rehab person at one point. You're like, oh, I know that person. <laughs> same. Oh, you did go to the same spot. I did. Same place. Jamie. Same place. Yeah, she was the, my intake person. And you know what's funny is like. Her and every other person that evaluated me, like they're like, "Yo, uh, you're not an alcoholic. You're not a threat to society." I mean, because I was honest with them. Like, I mean, like, listen, like, here's what went down, and uh, I acted the way I did because at the time I was working. To me, at the time, and I still think this today, was my dream job, and it was in in jeopardy so i acted the way i did yeah you know i was working for the seattle times and oh yeah yeah i do remember that and um it was bad news all over and you know what my my boss's boss he was a swat team captain in idaho and i was trying Mm -hmm. to I, i was trying to talk to him and i was like dude if i can't drive like i don't I don't know how I'm going to do my job. It's like, I don't know how you're going to do your job either. I said, you know what? I said, it's like, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you never really worked really close to your work. You never lived really close to your work, neither. I mean, you were always, you had to take a well, I was in car Ed- to go. Yeah, I was in Edmonds, but I also had a sales territory from like Everett to the Canadian border. So, I mean, like it wasn't like, how are you supposed to drive from Edmonds to Everett to Bellingham. I just, it didn't make any sense. And that I ended up quitting which was a mistake. And everybody still at the times loves me. They thought that I was, mm-hmm. they thought that, that, that personality wise that I was a lot of fun. And, um, good fit, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I still think I'm a good fit there, but I haven't reapplied, I haven't done anything, and I and I quit, I quit preempt, preemptively because I thought that I couldn't do my job, but it turned out, you know, because of the tox lab and all that stuff, taking six months to get my BAC back because I did, <laughs> it was tied down and got my blood drawn. Um, I probably could have stayed there for a while and I was making fucking dope money, dope money. And, 
he was tough. I made it. I remember when we were going. Remember when we were going? When you were going through that, and you had that breathalyzer and the camera in your car. Yeah, I had it for a while. And uh, you weren't drinking, but you're still like, "Yeah, hey, I want to go out. Let's go hang out. Let's go see some girls. Whatever. Let's go here, or there." And I was like, "All right." And I would pre funk because I knew you were driving because you weren't drinking. And <laughs> I remember you were so nervous. You were like, "No, you don't understand. I heard these, these, these." Your in-car breathalyzers are super sensitive that they can super. pick up the stuff in the air, and you made me you made me sit in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have ever took you, took, took, took you with me, being you know, because you drink. Get in the back. You drink while I was sober, but like, I mean, fuck, I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was ride or die, and there was times where you were a little too drunk and. I felt oh, yeah. I felt like you were disrespecting what I was asking you, and uh, I mean, there, I don't know. It's neither here nor there. It's over with now. No, I don't. Yeah, but I, you, I, you I, know, I, I like don't. I'm, I don't have that fucking thing in my car anymore. Thank God. But uh, never want it again. Yeah, it's bad news. DUIs are bad news. Well, you know, the good thing is we got. Well, we had Uber. We kind of we we burned our bridge with Uber, but we got uh, Lyft <laughs> now. So yeah, we've burned. We've, you know, I mean, but I mean, that's the weird thing, though, is just with the alcohol laws, though. Literally, if you went, let's say, nothing ever happened to you, and you didn't drink as much as you used to, but let's say you got done working at the Seattle Times and you went with some coworkers to a bar after work and you literally had one drink one beer you got in the car and you drove back to your house you got pulled over well shit that's it's pretty easy to it's pretty easy to blow over the point you know the limit oh wait, with just yeah. one one beer two beer two beer max i mean you you literally have two beers you're over the limit there's some beers out there that are so potent it's like what the fuck you know i mean mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened you know things are so fucked up we all went out there was probably about 15 of us we're all bitching about mm-hmm. how fucked up shit was at the CL times at the during the time you know one of the coolest experience I ever had at the CL times was I saw President Trump's first first or maybe second I think it was his first his um uh we got one minute left the, I hear the music starting. Anyway, tell the story. I'll tell the story. So we were bitching about how things were so fucked up there. We were getting fucked up, and a friend of mine was more, way more fucked up than I was. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take you home." And then I was gonna go to my girlfriend's, and she was like texting me the whole time, like, and all of a sudden, all that shit happened, and. Uh, couldn't even text her back. Next thing I know, I'm in a onesie in King County. It's <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, that's it uh, th- for this podcast. But uh, we love you, and uh, we'll talk it's to you later. <laughs> Dilly don't, Dilly. don't get pulled over. Peace. Uh, peace.